Hello and welcome to Multilingual Love, a podcast about multilingual couples hosted by me, Flo de Schlichting. This week, I'm joined by Ben and Mai, our first multilingual parents on the podcast. Amongst other things, they will be sharing how they raise their trilingual child. So my name is Ben, and you might hear from my accent that I'm from Germany, and I've lived in the UK since 2006, so over 15 years. Hi, my name is Mai. I am originally from Japan. I came to the UK, I think, in around 2010. So I've been here for 11 years and I speak Japanese, English as a second language and I speak German with my husband or with in-laws. You forgot Cantonese. Oh yeah, I speak a little bit of Cantonese. It used to be a lot better. You speak so many languages you even forgot one. <laughs> Very impressive. Just as a drop in, German is my native language but also English almost to native level I would say now after such a long time. My Japanese is quite basic. Yeah, I was going to ask, have you learned Japanese as well then? That's actually how we met as well. Uh, I went to a Japanese language meetup group in central London and we basically met in the pub there. And which language do you speak together? Kind of English most of the time, but I do reply more and more in German as well. It's it's a bit of a mess, if I'm honest. It's It's switching constantly and unconsciously. It's mostly English, probably, but with a lot of German nowadays as well, and Japanese bits and bobs too. So it's a mix of everything, of all these three languages. I, I grew up bilingually. My mum is German, my dad is French, and I can relate very much of to that switching, but I can't really imagine how that is with another language on top of that. Yeah, it's fun as well. There are some words that we really don't say in other languages. Let me think of an example, like... You're loud, you're noisy. We always almost say that in Japanese, urusayo. <laughs> Things like that. Or Is there a reason for that? Does it mean something slightly different? It's, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, really. I, I feel like certain language our son understands better. So when we say you're too loud or du bist too loud or the uh, urusayo, I think he listens the most when we say urusayo. <laughs> Definitely. So you've just nicely snuck in our child now into the conversation. So Noah is three and a half years old now, and we are raising him trilingually, more or less. I would say his, his primary language now is English because he's in nursery 10 hours every day from Monday to Friday. So he more and more responds to us or speaks to us in English rather than our other two languages. Is that why you're moving to Germany? <laughs> Speaking too much English? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we would have pre preferred him to speak more German than English. I think it's easy to pick up English when you are a teenager or even when you're as an adult. But it's really difficult to pick German or Japanese. The writing is so difficult and the pronunciation and the words are so long. And I would prefer him to grow up as German and then on top of that if he learns English that would be better than the other way around. Yeah because English you're so exposed to anyway and he will yeah. no matter what learn it at some point but I guess because you obviously live in the UK 
it makes sense yes. to pick up the language that you're surrounded with most, isn't it? Yeah. So how does it work? Because I, I was just saying earlier, obviously giving my own example, and I know my mum always stuck to speaking German to me. My dad would speak to me in French, but I was always reply in German. And it's only the day I actually went into French kindergarten that I switched. So I clearly understood everything he was saying, but I didn't bother I guess to speak French because I knew he would understand me speaking German so how does it work with you? Well Noah used to speak a lot of German so the lockdown started when he was one year and nine months old and at that time he wasn't speaking much because he's quite slow with his speech maybe because of trilingual being the first child and We were speaking a lot of German at home, always calling Ben's parents, so his grandparents, and talking in German. So I realized that he wasn't saying anything at all in Japanese. He seemed to understand, but not saying at all. And these days, when he comes back from the nursery, he would speak to me in English. So each time he says something in English, I started saying English nayo. That means there's no English. Yeah, he would repeat me and say, English, naya. Is that the only thing he knows in Japanese now is not English? <laughs> <laughs> and slowly after that, he seems to speak more and more in Japanese because he knows that I'm not accepting that. But to be fair, he experienced a lot of things in English at the nursery because there are limited things we can do at home, even just painting or playing with friends. Everything happens in English. So... Fair enough, he knows certain words only in English. So when I hear new English words from him, I would say, re-say that in Japanese. Then sometimes when he's in a good mood, he would kind of copy me and say it. And then a day later, he can still remember that Japanese word. So I think that's how I'm trying to make him speak Japanese slowly. Seems it's working a little bit. But obviously, if you compare it to a Japanese native speaker, age three or even age two, I think his Japanese is very limited. I think he understands almost everything I say. And he watches Japanese stuff on YouTube as well, occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so in a nutshell, we do try to stick to our own um, native languages as much as we can. And as you said, when he comes home from nursery after 10 hours, then of course he will be completely in English. And then I do try and encourage him to say the same things again in German if he can. It works reasonably well, but I think overall there are times where we are a bit concerned about his general speech development because of the trilingual aspect. I haven't heard too many concerns from nursery with regards to his speech development, so it shouldn't be too bad, hopefully. Yeah, and I guess it's something you really need to try being multilingual because it'd be such a shame to lose that but yeah for sure it comes with disadvantages I guess not being able to speak as well any language as a native. So Florence did you study English when you were in school or? I started when I was 11 that was two hours a week so my English until I was 18 was quite but was okay definitely but it's not until I came to the UK that it really improved I thought when I came here when I was 18, that was really good. And actually, I couldn't really understand what anyone was saying to me. So what would you say are the biggest difficulties of bringing up a child trilingually? Well, uh, I can only speak for myself, but the single biggest challenge would be that as his Japanese develops more and more, 
and I fall back and I can't keep up with it. And then, I don't know, in terms of parenting, if, if I say something completely opposite to what my wife has just told him not to do or this and that, then, then it can be challenging to maintain consistency with parenting decisions. A lot of times I do repeat or we do say the same things twice in both German and Japanese, I do realize then, yes, we've just repeated the same thing just in another language. I don't think he is frustrated having to learn three languages. It seems quite normal to mm -hmm. him. I think, yeah. And he's is quite natural. Yeah. Yeah. These days he's switching the language. So he would never speak Japanese to Ben. He knows that yeah. he has to speak German with Ben. English, occasionally he does to both of us, but he would never speak Japanese to Ben. When I speak Japanese to him, he just starts laughing at me. If I speak English to him, same thing. He he's, looks at me funny. Like, Does he have a British accent? Yes. <laughs> he's got quite a southeastern sort of accent. It is quite funny sometimes how he pronounces things, yes. So when he says hello, it's like, hello. <laughs> hello. And what else? No. <laughs> just the, the number two the number two he says tell it's like why do you need so many vowels <laughs> what about noah when he meets extended family is he confused that there's a family that can only understand one of the languages he speaks no i think because it's he's been close to my parents from a very young age again it's just natural i think because we often do a video call with them And all Noah can hear from them is German. So Noah knows that these two people only speak German. So same as when Noah talks to Ben, he knows it's not Japanese or English. It's, he has to speak in German. And there was a time when he actually called them Papa, which is very bizarre. Because he knew it's that language, and but then he called uh, even his grandma, he calls her Papa. I don't know. It's, Very funny. <laughs> <laughs> Opa and Oma. <laughs> and what about with Japanese extended family? So I don't think Noah knows them too well. So I don't think Noah understands that they are the people who speak Japanese. I don't think he, he has any idea about that. They were trying to come, I think, last year or two years ago. But with pandemic, everything's cancelled. So, Of course. Yeah, the opportunities were almost none because of the pandemic to really meet that Japanese side. Is there a lot of code switching happening and, and in which situations can you pinpoint that? Yeah, I think I have to mix various languages in the same sentence quite a lot, especially when it comes to English and German. That mixes when I speak to my a lot. I think there's half sentence halfway through that the language can switch and it's Nobody notices. <laughs> I think it's quite natural. So I, I think I dream in English as well. It's almost no distinction between English and German for me to some degree. And so that switches a lot. And same for Noah. Of course, he switches the most <laughs> out of everyone. Could you talk to me about your YouTube channel? What is it and why did you decide to start it? Okay, so... I started this channel in August 20. First of all, because of the lockdown that I was taking videos and it was just saved everywhere. And I thought if I make a YouTube channel, it would be easy to kind of track his growth. So yeah, once a week or 
twice a week if I upload his videos, then I can see everything of him and I can save everything of him in a nice order. And because I'm having to edit, the content needs to be somewhat presentable. So I'm not keeping all this bad footage. I've always uh, watched YouTube channels of a similar international family living abroad or even living in Japan, but with a foreign wife or foreign husband and how the bilingual, trilingual, multilingual child grows up. And I find it quite amusing and interesting to watch. And I also think that mixed kids are always cute. Been running this channel for one and a half years. And it's almost uh, with 9,000 subscribers. Yeah, I was going to say from watching quite a few of your most popular ones, some of them have like half million views. That's insane. Yeah, that's one Christmas present. There's an unboxing video, which was simply a Christmas parcel from Japan that arrived and that was unpacked. And for some reason, that video got half a million views nowadays. We should say that the name of the channel is Trilingual Family or in uh, Japanese kind of slang nickname, we call it Tora Fami. Uh, the viewership is probably 98% Japanese and the other 2% are my family. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it's really only catering nowadays to the Japanese audience more than anything and uh, not really uh, can be understood by an English or a German speaker very much. But this summer, the channel, it really exploded when we spent two weeks in Germany and Noah with his grandparents for some reason within a week. And Mai was editing like crazy in the evenings there and uploaded one video after another. The channel really exploded. And now there are so many other grandparents that are watching this channel because it's nice to see how grandparents are meeting their international grandchild and can really relate to that. I think that is how the channel got really popular in Japan. Not everything is filmed anymore, but definitely whenever a parcel from Japan arrives, because that's the videos that are the most popular. <laughs> yeah, for some reason. <laughs> that is quite, it is quite easy yeah. content as well yeah, yeah. to get out. Yeah, but we did get some really nasty comments when he started jumping on top of the products, like the, the then people got really pissed off in Japan. It was really violating the Japanese etiquette for some reason. Most of the comments are, of course, positive and loving and all of that. The occasional nasty comments do creep up and you have to kind of try and ignore those. I do sometimes translate the comments because there are Japanese. And then I read that I am such an actor and I look like Keanu Reeves, apparently. Well, here you go. Another reason to learn Japanese so you can compliment. Yeah. For my fans. <laughs> I think because Japan is an island country, a lot of young people wish to have their life overseas, not forever maybe, but, you know, just a study program, exchange program, or few years of working experience overseas before they have a family and settle down in Japan. So I think they try to find some hints from these videos because we have left Japan to find a living elsewhere. That's what I think uh, viewers are kind of trying to find. A lot of comments are also asking, like, where did you meet your husband? So some people think it's a key to find a partner overseas because, you know, that will help you to settle down. Uh, some people ha would have like a visa issue or financial issue if you're not working.
Thank you guys so much for doing this and being here. And it's been really great to have you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Thanks for listening to Multilingual Love. Make sure to subscribe as we'll be releasing new episodes every week. To find out more or get in touch, please look us up at Multilingual Love Podcast. This show was hosted and produced by me, Flo de Schlichting. It was co-produced and edited by me, Willem Olenski. With music by Will Bloomfield and Willem Olenski. Special thanks to Joe Valunas and Piers Olenski. See you next time.